again, Sir's family. How are we feeling? Tired. Feeling good? All right. So if you're new here, um, let me just tell you a little bit what's going on. We're in, we're in week two of this series that we're calling Make War. And the reality of war is here. Specifically, this, this thing that we're calling war on our sin. And last week, we talked about the three different things that we need to do. We need to see it. We need to hate it. And we need to kill it. And the it that we're talking about is the sin that's in our life. So tonight, I'm going to talk about the how. How do we do this? How do we kill the sin that's in our life? And yes, I'm wearing an army shirt. Whether you are a fan of the army or not, I don't, I don't know. Um, but tonight, you guys are the soldiers. And I'm going to be the sergeant. I'm not going to yell and scream at you, but we're going to train you guys kind of prep you for the battle that's at hand. And I don't know if you guys have ever been in a fight or maybe you've seen a fight. Sorry. But when I was in high school, there were lots of fights. Now, I don't know that the school that you go to, if there's lots of fights, but I remember in high school, it was like a weekly occurrence. There's a fight happening. There's always a fight and you can just be walking down the hall, or you can be in class, or whatever. And you hear the word "fight," and what happens? Everyone goes to try to get a peek at what's happening, who's fighting, why they're fighting. And here's what I know about fights: in order to win, you have to know something about your opponent. All right. So if this is your opponent, you should know something about your opponent. And here's what I saw a lot, not, not always the case, but when two dudes were fighting, it's like they are, when I was your age, this is what they did, I don't know what it is now, but they were kind of be kind of chest to chest, kind of going around in circles, sit, and they're just running their mouths. Come on, do something. No, come on, you do something. No, you do something. No, you do something. And that's all it was. Now, girls, they fight differently. I don't know if you've ever seen a girl fight. But basically, whoever can get to the hair first has the advantage. And if you have short hair, you have the advantage. Girls, it's a whole different ball game. But if you want to know how to fight, you need to know how your enemy fights. And even a boxer or an MMA fighter, they study their opponents. They watch their strategies so they can have a chance to win. And it's no different with sin. Here's the first strategy. If you want to know how to fight your enemy, you've got to know how your enemy fights. If you want to know how to fight your enemy, you have to know how your enemy fights. Last week we talked about how sin is the enemy. But I want you to know that there is a very real enemy, and his name is Satan. And a lot of you, when you hear that word, you think of you know, the guy with the pointy um, horns and the pointy tail and the, the red latex suit. But that is the Halloween Satan. That's not reality. That's not how he works. So let's look at this enemy. Let's look at what Scripture says. 1 Peter 5.8 says this. It says to be sober-minded. 
to be alert. Guys, we have to be alert. We have to have our guard up. It says your adversary, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Scripture says that our enemy that we have in this day, he prowls around like a lion. And he's seeking someone to, and that word devour means, it's not like, okay, I want to eat your, your foot or your hand. Like a lion, if he gets that zebra, he's not just going to eat part of the zebra, right? He's going to devour that zebra. He's going to eat the entire thing. And Satan, he wants everything from you. He wants to devour you. So check out this clip of a lion in action. You sit. Oh, yeah. All right, that's where we're doing. We're going to stop it there. We're going to stop it there. This is still PG. Some of y'all aren't 13 yet. But that is how a lion fights. Like, they're not best buds. That they don't hang out. He doesn't just walk up to a zebra and says, hey, Mr. Zebra, do you mind if I eat you? Like, do you mind if I just start chowing down? No. The lion is undercover. The lion is prowling low to the ground, making sure their prey cannot see them. The lion stays so low that it's, that it's prey. Listen, listen, listen. That its prey stays distracted from the enemy. And that is exactly how our enemy fights. That's exactly what our enemy does. He keeps us distracted long enough so he can devour us. So how does our enemy fight? The enemy would devour you by distracting you. The enemy would devour you by distracting you. Satan doesn't have to get your attention so he can let you know what he's doing. No. He tries to distract you, and he does that by lots of different ways. He tries to keep your mind diverted. He keeps, your, keeps you looking at the wrong things. That's how the enemy fights. He keeps us focused on the wrong things so he can come in and take your life. And listen, I am not okay with the enemy doing that to me, and hopefully you are not okay with the enemy doing that to you. We have to make war on our enemy. So tonight... We're going to talk about the mindset of a soldier. The mindset of a soldier. Now, I did some research this week. Now, I went to the Army website. I wanted to know because I don't know. My brother-in-law was in the Army. My dad was in the Navy. I have family members and friends doing different things, Air Force. And I wanted to know what do they teach you at basic training. I wanted to know what they kind of taught you guys if you go into the Army for basic training. What does a soldier know how does he not stay distracted? How does he not get devoured? So what does a soldier know? There's five things. If you go to basic training for the army, there's five things that they would teach you in basic training. And those are the five things we're going to look at tonight. First, first thing they teach you is to shoot. And this is on the army website. It says this, this warrior task requires that you become qualified and prof- proficient on your assigned weapon which is determined through your 
chosen military occupational specialty. You will learn how to properly engage targets, maintain your weapon, and use periphery technology, including night vision and laser sightings. That's really cool. But look what it says. You will become qualified and proficient on your assigned weapon. And as Christians, we have to do this. What is our assigned weapons as believers? It's God's word. It's God's word. And we're not going to spend much time on this. Next week, we're going to hit this a little bit more. Two weeks, we're going to spend a whole week looking at this, so you don't want to miss that. But we have to know the word of God in order to defeat our enemy. Do you know what the enemy is terrified of? He is terrified for you to take this book and to learn about it. The enemy is terrified for you to take this word and to put it into your heart and to memorize it. The Psalms, the Psalms tells us that if you hide this word in your heart, guess what? You will not sin. It will keep you from sin. Guys, this is a huge strategy for us as believers. In order for us to defeat the enemy, we have to shoot. We have to have our weapon and we have to put it into our hearts, into our minds. If you're in a real battle, I'm not talking about the spiritual battle, but like a real battle on the battlegrounds, and they gave you one weapon. They say, all right, this is yours. This is your tank, all right? This is your tank. But here's, what the, here's the deal. We're not going to teach you how to use it. you got to figure out how to use it yourself, and then it's all yours. You better believe, it, and you'll be the same way. You'll take that manual, and you'll read it from cover to cover, and you'll learn what every single button do, does, how to make it go forward and backwards, how to shoot the gun. You're going to figure out what to do. Otherwise, you're going to be out on the battlefield without any weapons. Guys, if you do that, that will take a lot of time. It'll be a long process. But the same thing is true for God's word. It takes time to read it. It takes time to memorize it, to learn it, to learn what it says. Listen, the only way you will know when the enemy is speaking versus when God is speaking is to put his word in your heart. So you'll know. This is God, God speaking to us. John Wesley said this, I thought was really cool. That sin will either keep you from this book or this book will keep you from sin. Sin will either keep you from this book or this book will keep you from sin. So number one is they teach you to shoot in the army. But that's not the only thing. Number two is this, move. The the website says, as a soldier, movement relates to your ability to determine your location on the ground and navigate from one point to another while avoiding obstacles. Listen, the enemy has set up traps for us and obstacles, and he wants you to fall in this battle. Sometimes we need to move. Look at these three verses. 2 Timothy 2.22 says, So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. 1 Corinthians 6.18, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits Commits outside of his body, but sexual and moral person sins within his own body. Beloved, and this is um, 1 Peter 2.11. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. The truth is that, guys, there's one thing in common for all these verses. 
It's to move. It's to run. It's to flee. The truth is, when you feel like you don't have the strength to wage war, sometimes we have to run. Run away. Sometimes you need to flee the scene of the battlefield. Remember, the enemy, he prowls like a roaring lion. And we need to be like those gazelles, those zebras. When they see the enemy, they don't just stand there, do they? They run like their life depended on it. Because guess what? It does. Sometimes we have to run, flee those situations. Number three is this. It's communicate. The army says in a combat situation, communication is crucial, both verbally and non-verbally. For us as Christians, this is prayer. We have to be in communication with God. He has given us the Holy Spirit and has promised us power. Listen, we talked about this a little bit last week. Acts 1.8, for you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. If you're a believer, guys, you have access to this power. It's like if I have a lamp up here and it won't turn on, what's the issue? It's probably because it's not plugged into the power source. But when I plug it in, it gains access to that power and the lamp can work. Guys, we have access to this power. You will receive power. That that word power means, the Greek word is dunamis, which is where we get the word dynamite from. So this is huge. We have access to this power and we need to be in communication to God. And prayer, real prayer, real prayer is difficult. For so many of us, and even me at times, we can be so comfortable with our tiny little prayers. We pray the same thing every single night, every morning, every mealtime. We kind of pray the same thing. Look what Colossians 4.12 says. This is Paul writing to the church, and he talks about this guy, Epaphras. This was a cool name. He says, Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. And this is what he says about him. He says, he is always wrestling in prayer for you. That you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. I don't know very many people who wrestle in prayer. I don't know very many people who wrestle in prayer. Again, we're going to spend a whole night talking about prayer in a few weeks. But ask God to begin showing you the kind of prayer that he wants of you. Ask him to stir your heart to agonizing and fervent prayer for his kingdom's sake. Guys, let's pray for our brothers and sisters that they would not fall to sin. I'm not talking about just praying. I'm talking about fervent wrestling with God, getting on our face before God and praying, asking him, keep me from sin, keep my brothers and sisters in Christ from sin. I'm talking about fervent prayer. I think the church in America has gotten away from this. I feel like we've gotten away from crying out to God in prayer. Number four is this. Survive. It says the survival skill relates to your ability to deal with danger situations. You must know how to move and react 
to direct and indirect fire, engage in hand-to-hand combat, disarm and avoid explosive devices, and perform first aid. And we're not even going to talk about this tonight because next week is all about this. God has enabled each of us the armor of God to defeat the enemy. And we're going to spend a whole week talking about that next week. So number four, survive. Number five is this, battle drills. Battle drills are team-based exercises that hone your ability to work with each other, with, with other members of your unit. For us, this is community. This is community. You cannot fight this battle by yourself. You have to have community. This is what Joe's been talking about. If you attend here on weekends, Joe's been talking about this for the past two weeks, that we are better together. So the question, are wars fought person to person or army to army? It's army to army, right? Second question, is it easier to fight an army by yourself or with an army? Army. With an army. Guys, we can't do this alone. We are better with the numbers. And here's the reality of what we're talking about. A soldier left alone is a soldier left for dead. A soldier left alone is a soldier left for dead. If you try to fight sin by yourself, you will not make it. So there's two, two different types of relationships, community that we need. One is um, peer-to-peer. You need people your same age, around your same age, to do, to do life with. Proverbs 27, 17 is iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. We need those people in our life who sharpen us to make sure we're on the right track. We need those people who love us and would tell us when we're not on the right track, hold us accountable for things of this world, and the others is people that are older and wiser than us. Proverbs 24, 6 says, For by wise guidance you can wage your war. And in abundance of counselors there is victory. This verse is saying that you need older, wiser people in your life as well. Guys, this is why we do surge groups. This is why we will spend 30 minutes in groups in just a few moments. Because you need those peers that you're doing life with. But you also need someone who is pouring into you, your surge group leader. Guys, they don't get paid to be here. They are choosing to be here. They love you guys. They want to help you. And you need to lean into that. Lean into what they're, why they're here. This is why groups are so important because you cannot do this by yourself. You need older and wiser people and you need peers. You need friends. So what kind of friends do I need? That's a great question. You need friends who love Jesus. They love you. And you have no secrets from them. That's what kind of friend you need. They love Jesus. They love you. And you have no secrets from them. Listen, secrets. In a fight against sin, you can have no secret sin. The enemy wants you to keep your sin in the dark. But guess what? When your sin is in the dark, it grows in the dark. And the more you feed that sin, the bigger it becomes. You don't have to fight that sin by yourself. You don't have to fight that depression by yourself. You don't have to fight that anxiety by yourself, that secret pride, that insecurity, that secret addiction that you have. It's going to take you out if you don't find community. You can't do it by yourself. You need people around you. So tonight, ask for help. 
Ask for help. Whatever that is that you're battling, ask for help tonight. There's great strength in numbers. You don't have to fight by yourself. The enemy is terrified when you get with a group of people who are willing to fight with you in order to fight for you. Are we good over here? Find a crew and get to fighting. As a Christian, you have what it takes. As a Christian, you have what it takes to wage war. But it's a decision. Let me end with this one verse. 1 John 4, 4 says, For he who is in you, and we talked about that, the Holy Spirit, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Guys, this is really good news because we're in this battle and we're fighting this battle. And listen, he who is in you, if you're a believer, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And you're like, I can't fight this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I can't. I just feel like giving up. Listen, you don't have to give up because he who is in you is greater than the enemy. He is greater than that sin. He is greater than the one who is in the world. That is good news. Because we have this spirit living inside of us. So we talked about the enemy, Satan, the devil, how he is described as a roaring lion. But did you know that also scripture talks about that Jesus is a roaring lion? Revelation 5 5 says this, says, Stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir of David's throne, he has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. The lion of Judah has won the victory. Guys, the victory is already decided, it is done. We don't have to wonder who's going to win this victory, it is finished. We have the line of Judah on our side and we have to just ask him to come into our lives so we can have the victory that he has already decided. And when I think about this, I think of Mufasa and Scar or Simba. Either one works. Scar is that enemy who prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour, isn't he? And Simba. It's not. He's on our side. The victory is won, guys. The victory is won. That's how... You defeat the enemy. And next week, we're going to continue this Make War series. Let's pray. God, we love you so much. And God, we thank you so much that the victory is won. It is over. It is finished. You have won the victory. And God, I pray for each person in this room. I don't know where they stand with you. God, I pray that if they don't know you, that they will come to know you as their Lord and Savior. That they will surrender their lives to you. 
And God, for every, every person in this room, God, we're battling this, this thing called sin. This real and present enemy that's in our lives and he's prowling around trying to devour us. And God, I pray that we will find community, that we will dig into your word, that we will um, spend time talking to you through prayer so that we can defeat the enemy. God, we love you so much. And God, we thank you again for the victory. The victory is yours. And God, we pray this all in your name. Amen. All right, so we're going to sing one more song. And here's what, I, here's what I would challenge you guys to do. Again, I don't know where you stand. You know you better than I know you. You know you better than anyone else here, know, here knows you. But whatever decision you need to make, you just need to deal with God or maybe you need to talk to someone else. Use this time to do that. And as we said the past couple of weeks, let's just leave this place open. There's nothing special about coming down and praying at the altar. But some of you, man, maybe you just need to come down and get on your face before God and just pray fervently that God, that you would just fight this enemy, that you would defeat the enemy. Pray that the the sin that entangles us would not happen. Some of you want to stand up and sing as loud as you can and declare this next song. Some of you may just want to sit and reflect and kind of pray through some things. Use this time. This is a time of reflection, a time of response. And there's no one response for all of us. It's going to look different for all of us. So however you need to respond, you respond during this next song. And then we're going to go to small groups.